Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's a.k.a. Radio Red. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Final show of 2021. I can't even keep track. Many of us didn't even know how we'd get through 2020, and I'm glad to say we, the four of us, are here. We didn't know how we'd get through 2021. It's been an up and down, bumpy, rocky ride of a road, but we're here. And I decided, even though a lot of the world is on vacation, people are taking time off, I thought, let's do a final show, December 27th, 2021, final show of the year. Jake, Jake, you got to look up. We're talking to you. Here you go. Yeah, we want to see that smile. And we decided to do this. And then the the next show will be the 1st of 2022 on January 3rd. So I haven't missed a beat. I am AKA Radio Red. Happy to be here. As you heard the wonderful voice of Ryan Treasure, my colleague at Voice America, who does the voiceover for this show. Hey, I talk to creatives. That's all I want to do is talk to creatives on this show. What do they think? What do they what do they ideate? What do they brainstorm? What makes them happy? What makes them come up with things that nobody else has come up with? And if you think about it, we're all creative. Listen, life is an improv. I don't think anybody says that except me. I'm not reading lines. I'm not reading a script. I'm improving this because I'm talking from my heart. And so will my guest tonight. So before we introduce everybody, I'd like you all to join me. I'm going to count to three. And on the count of three, I'd like you to say very clearly, hello, L, L, L. Here we go. One, two, three. Hello, L, That's lovely, lanky Laura Legs, my most loyal listener. She's in Whitestone, New York. I'm still working on that fictitious GoFundMe to get her to move to London. And because it's fictitious, I haven't even raised any fictitious money, but somebody will probably send me some Bitcoin or crypto or something that's even maybe an NFT. We could do an LLL NFT, raise a lot of money and move her to London. She's bags are packed and ready. Lovely lanky Laura Legs is a lady I met when I was ballroom dancing on Long Island in New York, and we became friends. We've only seen each other probably half a dozen times, and when I moved to Durham a few years ago, she stayed listening to the radio show. And every Monday night, I'm telling this to my three wonderful, beautiful guests tonight, at 8.01 p.m. Eastern, she will email me and tell me what she gleaned from listening to the three of you, what lessons she got, what inspiration she got, and she will tell me what a wonderful show. So no pressure, kids. There you go. So let me tell you who to my listeners, to our viewers. Everybody wave hello to Facebook. There we go. To my listeners, my viewers, I have to tell you who you're going to be talking to, who I'm going to be talking to and hearing from today. We have an award-winning magician Wave, please. He was hooked on magic by age two. What were all of you doing at age two? Okay. Secondly, we have a CEO who studied entrepreneurship at Harvard. She's also a violinist and a jazz vocalist. That's quite an eclectic combination. She's going to wave to you right now. And then we have a lady who holds several beauty titles around the world, and she is the first woman maybe the first person ever to host a pageant for teens on top of one of the world's oldest mountain ranges. I wonder what the Wi-Fi was like there. She could wave to you right now. So there you have it. We're welcoming Jake Schwartz today, Natasha Miller, and Lorna Grayling. So happy to have the three of you. So this is December 27th. It is the 52nd Monday of the year, four days left. 
I think it's the 361st day of the Gregorian calendar. On the count of three, I want you to all say to, to, to Gregory's mother, thank you, Greggy's mom. Okay, one, two, three. Thank, thank you, you Greggy's mom. mom, for making Gregorian, I call him Greg, Greggy, Gregor, for giving us the calendar, which we still use. Okay, so if you haven't found something wonderful to drink, Natasha's drinking something. I don't know how wonderful it is, but I've got my red glass of water, or you can guess. I don't know. If you haven't gotten something excellent to drink for New Year's Eve, which is just a couple days away, it's too late to be doing the whiskey in the backyard in the still or the gin in the bathtub or to be making Kahlua in the sink in the garage. But you must have something wonderful, an old bottle of rum, a little bit of whiskey, even a beer, something to celebrate New Year's Eve with. So I wish you all happy imbibing. I don't know what I'm going to have. I'm going to make my own eggnog with Kahlua and Bailey's and Cool Whip and whipping cream. Because the store was all out of eggnog. There you go. So let's go around the table and get some introductions here. First up, Jake Schwartz, who did his first magic trick at age two. He's a rising star in the world of magic. We need so much more magic today, Jake. He has performed magic for Fortune 500 companies. I think that's what we call industrials. He has performed for professional sports teams and nearly 30 TV appearances. Jake Schwartz, I'm going to have you please do a deeper dive. Introduce yourself to everybody. Take about three minutes and tell us what's so magical about you? Ha, Jake Schwartz, <laughs> welcome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, well, so the story goes that I started doing magic when I was two years old. When I was a little kid, I was a super picky eater, as so many kids are. They just refuse to eat for whatever reason. I was one of those kids. My parents came up with uh, an ingenious plan, which was to play a game with me where they would ask me to make my food disappear. And so every day at dinner, they'd say, Jake, make your food disappear. And I would eat my food and they would go nuts. Uh, Little did they know, (laughs) fast forward over 20 years, I now do magic full-time professionally for all those amazing people and more that you just mentioned. And being creative is is really at the core of who I am. I kind of came out of the, we, we joke in my family that I came out of the womb holding a guitar and a magic wand because I was always, whether it was music or uh, magic or something else creative, I was always doing something creative. And um, I, I find for me, the, 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 thing that sparks my creativity the most is taking a look at what everyone else is doing and kind of seeing how I can go the other way. So that's a little, a little tip for me, a little bit more about me. And, and, you know, magic is my favorite thing in the entire world to do. And so to get to be able to share it in so many different facets, including on this podcast right here is just an absolute honor. Thank you. And we're honored to have you. And I have to tell everybody, I met all three of these wonderful guests at the National Publicity Summit, which, good for me, has been virtual for the past couple of years. And it's just wonderful to be able to sit here at my desk and meet all these people without having to travel. I do appreciate that anyway. But Jake was wearing that very jacket when I met him. And I heard he told me he was a magician. And I said, you're coming on my show. You're going to help me end the year with some magic. And you have to wear that jacket. Right, Jake? That's exactly right. And for those of us who are just listening, I will tell you, I I tend to uh, prefer jackets that lean more toward in the direction of bold. And so this one in particular has some red roses on it. And of course, it matched AKA Radio Red perfectly. So we (laughs) talked about how we were color coordinated. She said, you have to be color coordinated on the show. And so here we are. Thank you, Jake. I appreciate it. Yes, because I'm watching us live on Facebook, I keep forgetting we're audio only on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So greetings to all of you. My guests are just gorgeous tonight. And Jake has this beautiful flower pattern. <gasps> he has a red tie. He, he's a pump, pump adoring his, ha- his hair there. And uh, he has a matching vest with the jacket. Uh, 
unbelievable, unbelievable, and he's very proud of what he's wearing. And my two lady guests are also quite gorgeous. Thank you so much, Jake. Let's go around the table. Natasha Miller is CEO of Entire Productions. I love the name of your company. One of the fastest growing event and entertainment design and planning companies in the United States. She is a trained classical violinist and accomplished jazz vocalist. Natasha, please do me the honor. Tell us, will the real Natasha Miller please stand up? Talk to us. Well, I'm uh, probably double Jake's age, so I have a few more um, life experiences to fill in with the uh, with the biography. But true, um, I started my performing career as a classically trained violinist. Uh, but all I really wanted to do was sing, and I grew up in the Midwest where we had free. This is mind blowing public music education for everyone. Mm. So yeah, thank you, Des Moines, Iowa for that. Um, and I parlayed that into recording seven CDs, touring, playing the Monterey Jazz Festival, Yoshi's, which is kind of like the West Coast Carnegie Hall for jazz. And then um, by accident, like a lot of entrepreneurs, I started Entire Productions about 20 years ago. And we, of course, in 2020, uh, hit rock bottom when live events stopped happening for quite some time. And we went to virtual events. And funny enough, we have had many incredible magician mentalists on our uh, shows and events. Uh, I haven't met Jake yet, but I can't wait to see uh, anything that he might be showing. Might just steal him for a, a gig or two. So, uh, yeah, I'm loving this time. I'm a very outgoing introvert. So being behind the screen is a dream come true. And a lot of creativity happens right here. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Natasha. Thank you very much. You said something very key here. You said you accidentally started as an entrepreneur. You accidentally started a company. Mm -hmm. And you said, as many entrepreneurs know, that flies in the face of you've got to have 10 or 20 people sitting with 15 pizzas in a room for 29 hours brainstorming, which has now been called ideating, I think, and trying to come up with something that will be unique to a market or unique to a certain portion of the market or the world has never seen and who to whom is it going to appeal? Are people going to pay for it? And you came, just add on to that sentence, please, Natasha, just briefly. Yes. Accidental. I, Go ahead. Yeah. None of that. I, there was not a room with pizzas and people. It was me being asked repeatedly to perform on the same night when I can't multiply myself. So instead of saying, sorry, I'm booked, I would say, hey, I'm booked, but I can bring in another group that's just as good as I am and probably better and manage them. And I'd actually been doing that since I was a teenager and had to hire my violin professors and symphony members. I didn't know we did not have that word. We did not use the word entrepreneur back then. Uh, I don't actually think that word was very sexy back then. It is very <laughs> sexy right now, but I think entrepreneur meant um, in between jobs or something at that point. <laughs> when I was applying to, I was a, I'm a, or considered an early woman in tech, my real, my real name. I started as a programmer analyst way back mm. in the day of key punching. And I've actually was on, uh, was a group of women in big data. They invited me to be their 
kickoff, not keynote, but kickoff speaker on International Women's Day this past March 8th. But what I was going to say was entrepreneur was not a sexy word. A lot of words weren't sexy words. And the vocabulary has changed over the years, hasn't it? It just, things have changed. We'll get into that a lot. So thank you very much. I appreciate that, Natasha. Let's go to Lorna. Lorna Grayling is a TV presenter. Hello. I had my own TV show for a couple of years. Now I do all my radio shows on Zoom. She's an actress. She is Ms. Africa 2016 TCP. She'll tell us what that means. Ms. Transcontinental 2017. And as I mentioned before, she's the first woman to host a pageant for teens on the top of a mountain range. Lorna Grayling, as soon as I met you at the summit, I said, you're coming on my show. So talk to me. We hear so much about that world of pageants and beauty and and telling people what you do on a stage. Well, Natasha knows how that goes, and so does Jake. So Lorna Grayling, so honored to have you here. Please introduce yourself. Thank you, Red. It's such an honor to be here. And uh, Jake, I love your bold jacket. Uh, my goal, or how can I say, my motto in life is that if you're not that clever, just shine, just look good. And uh, I fell into the modeling. <laughs> my brother always used to tell me, uh, my kids grow up despite me and not because of me. And, you know, I was always the, the one um, in the house that I, I had the pretty face, but you know, not so much brains. <laughs> I said the wrong thing at the wrong time. And uh, I just went with it. And I thought, you know what? Um, yes, I'm not a straight A student, uh, but I make that to work for me. So I love to recreate myself. I have done so many different things with my life. I, well, I was a gymnast. I was a national gymnast in South Africa. I started my own day spa, a wellness center, aesthetic clinic. It was the biggest in Melville area in South Africa. I decided, all right, now I'm going to try modeling. So at the age of 36, I decided to model. And I did Mrs. South Africa, uh, which led to Mrs. Africa. And that led to the world stage in Atlanta in America. And I won the world title of Mrs. Transcontinental, which is between all the different continents in the world. Um, I won. So, yeah, and that's how my modeling career started. And then from there, I decided acting sounds fun. So I became an actress. I did a few films. I decided I wanted to do a national soapy. So I did that. I got myself onto national soapy. Um, I became a news anchor. I thought that sounds like fun. <laughs> a TV presenter. And um, then I thought I want to make a difference. So I wanted to raise funds and I started an NPO. And that's how I actually came up with a pageant. And I got this pageant. I decided to raise money and I just am the first woman in the world to have a beauty pageant for teens entirely on top of a mountain. So all the guests go up with cable cars on top of the mountain. And we had about, I think about 180 guests on top of a mountain. And the whole ceremony was taking place there. Yeah, And it's an empowerment program that I did. And it raised money just to make a difference. So I think you can recreate yourself into anything you want to be. You just do it. 
I, the, 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 don't give me that you had just the beauty and not the brains. We're looking at a very brainy woman here, Lorna Grayling. Don't you ever say that about, I hope that was just something you let your brother get away with when you were younger, because today I'd, I'd punch him out and say, don't you dare. The, the power of the three of you, I'm going to add myself into the mix. I've only on my seventh or eighth career, but Lorna said something very telling. Um, you said, it looked like fun. I thought I would go for it. Thought I'd be an actress, wanted to be on a soap, thought I'd start a pageant, thought I'd go into modeling, thought I'd start a TV show, thought I'd do this. Thought There's something about creativity. And not, Natasha, we're probably going to get rid of, the, rid of the word entrepreneur because it sounds too formal. But Jake, right? Magic started out. It was fun. Why don't I become a magician? Natasha, trained, performing, musician, vocalist. Why don't I get other acts for these people who need me? I can't multiply myself. Although today you could be on five Zoom screens at the same time and nobody would ever know, really. I, I have a guest on one of my business shows who, who teaches social selling. And while he's on my show, he's got a wall of humongous screens running a forum on the other side of his office. So his chair swivels around. He'll know, he knows when he's ready for the roundtable on my show. And, he, and he's running this thing. So he's literally in several places at the same time. Lorna, the idea that everything seemed like fun. Listen, I have a degree in psychology, the, the real me, the other person me. I was a computer programmer analyst. I was a marketing director. I never dreamed of anything like TV and radio, Lorna and Natasha and Jake. And I, I pitched. I was working for one of the biggest business software companies in the world. And I said to my manager one day, why don't you let me start something called a thought leadership roundtable radio show? And she said, what's that? And I said, well, I have this idea. I've been doing talk radio, read my lips for 20 years. Let me see if I can parlay that. And she said, I don't know. We talked about it. And then she funded 13 weeks. And I thought, okay, I don't really know enough people to do that, but I'll, I'll manage. I'll do it. And on the third week, she said, I have news for you. And I thought, oh, she's telling me 13 weeks is too much. You, you flunked out. It wasn't any good. She said, I love it. Go big. I'm funding you for 52 weeks. And I became the desperate radio host of business radio <laughs> with 50 weeks to fill of panels of three and four people. Within a year, I had three series. Within another year, I had eight series. I now have created and produced and hosted 52 radio series in 11 years with millions of listeners around the world. This is my fun show. But I'm trying to say, it sounded like fun to me. Why did I talk to really smart business people? In addition to all of you who are smart business people, but you're on the creative side. So I love the idea that creativity, you, you, I call it opening those doors, Natasha and Lorna and, and Jake, that window is open this much, push the damn window open. That door is open a little bit, you can see light. Just push it in, be nice about it, smile and just make your way, right? It's fun, it, maybe there's a need, maybe you're the one who has the need to fill, right? It's not just, is there a need? Yes, Lorna, you wanted to do good, and that's great, and you raise money, and it's a wonderful thing. But I think the need comes from within us. Let's just go around the table. I'm a little off. I'm not scripted, but I'm a little off uh, agenda here because I just am so excited it's our last show of 2021. Jake, do you find that, that it's just the door is open, you're pushing them open, you're saying, I'm Jake Schwartz, I can do it, I want to do it. It's you who creates the need. What do you think? 
Yeah, I agree. You know, because the, our stories, while they sound cool on this podcast, are, are not unique to us. You know, there are so many different people who go around and like think, oh, it would be fun if I could do this. It would be fun if I could do that. The difference between those people who think it and the people who are actually doing it is that the people who are doing it took that first step in believing that they could, right? And so uh, there are so many people who have those same thoughts that all of us had. Oh, I love magic. I love music. I love of modeling, whatever. And I love radio. You know, it would be so much fun if I could do that, but I could never do it. I, you know, there's too, they think it's too risky. It's too this, it's too that. And so they make up these barriers and excuses in their head. And that key phrase in their head is so important because it only exists in their head. What you need to do in my opinion, is take that first step, whether you're going to just take it up as a hobby, even if you don't do it for a living, you know, but explore that creative side too, because oftentimes you'll find that thing that you think it would be so much fun, but I could never, it is so much fun and you can. Thank you very much. When I was doing this show many years ago at WGBB, Long Island, New York, just for fun, it was Vanity Radio, but they didn't pay me, but they let me have an hour without me paying them because I was the bridge show between the Chinese radio network broadcast Chinese language during the day. At night, people paid for their hour radio, DJs and chefs and artists and people who had an opinion about something, different languages. I was the bridge show. And they found me and they said, you can have that hour. You'll be the link from the Chinese network into whatever is in the evening. I have no idea why I'm telling you this. I just lost my train of thought. But I'm trying to say that um, I, I used to tell people, I would go to singles dances. I was alone and I'd go and people say, what do you do? Well, I'm a marketing director and I have this really fun radio. We didn't say cool back in the day. I have this really fun radio show when I talked to authors. It was all authors and interviews and they'd say, listen to this. You're all, you're, I, you're, I'm going to get a rise out of all three of you. I know. They'd say, do you make money doing it? Do you get paid? And I'd say, no. And they'd say, well, you couldn't be any good then. Nobody's paying you. And what I wanted to say was, hey, do you play tennis on the weekend? Are you making money? Do, are, are, are you um, playing? Are you bowling? Are you playing soccer? Do you go fishing? Do people pay you for what you love to do? Well, I love to talk to interesting people on the radio. It took me a while to get past that because I was being evaluated on my creative approach to talking to people, right? My version of a, of a radio interview show, but I wasn't getting paid, nor was I paying for it, which on the other side, in Vanity Radio Land, that was something that I didn't have to pay for it. I was that good. So let's continue going around the table. Natasha Miller, thoughts about if we, we have the need to be creative, those doors, we're going to push them open. What do you think? Absolutely. And creativity is the gateway to even more creativity. So be careful <laughs> what you start doing per Jake's um, request is that once you find that power of thinking about something that you've always wanting to do, putting those ideas into action, taking that one first step, uh, not being crucified for it, even if you are, you should still keep doing it. But, and then your mind will then be blown open and then anything and everything that you think that you might want to do could happen. It could be possible. And then you could end up like me with so much to do and so little time. Thank you very much. And that's a good thing. Lorna, what do you think? That need, that want? And by the way, I don't know what magic thing you just did. Natasha, but the captioning just stopped on Facebook and I did everything I could before the show 
to say turn it off and it just stopped. I just looked over when you were speaking and it's gone. Thank you. Oh, now it's back. Okay. All right. It's white. It must have been on the white background. I couldn't see it. Sorry. It was almost magical. Lorna, about that need, what do you think? Absolutely, Red. Pushing doors open, I agree. I think for me, um, that really boosted my creativity is the moment I started to believe in myself. And I really just didn't care what other people thought of me. And, you know, I, I just had fun. I enjoyed it. So I did it. And that for me was absolutely my key. I think the biggest holdback or drawback in life for a lot of people, like Jake said, you know, they have good ideas and it sounds like fun, but it never really goes into something is that fear of failure. Um, but who cares if you fall down, get up again, try again, or try something else, or learn from your mistakes. And, and yeah, it's a stepping stone rather than a stumbling block. So, yeah, that's my advice. Very well put. Thank you all. Jake Schwartz, I'm summoning you. It's time oh. for a magic trick. <laughs> time for a magic trick. First one of the night. Then we'll go to your, all your favorite quotes, which you sent me so nicely. What are we doing, Jake? Do you need okay, a, a, well, a model to help you out, or what do we need to do? Well, we have a model on the panel today. How crazy is that? But you know what, Red? I'll use you. You're the host of the show. I'll use you for this, Red. I'm going to write something down right here. And, and I wanted to try to find a, a quick trick that I could do for those who are just listening, but also those who are watching on Facebook. So, Red, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. They won't be difficult at all. Um, but I'm just, I'm just going to write something down right here. Wait, okay. but can I call a friend if I don't have the answer? Because I've got Lorna and Natasha here. Can I call you a friend? You may use a lifeline. Yes, that's I for may, me. I may, and LLL might be able to help me too. She'll email me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Jake. Okay. I, I'm putting my pen down uh, right here. Now, Red, I'm going to ask you uh, something that we as creatives are oftentimes not asked about, and that's numbers. So, Red, would you just name any number up to a thousand? Name it out loud. Yeah, you can say it out loud. Seven. Seven. Just seven. The single digit number seven. Not 700 something, not uh, 70, just seven. Any particular reason why you wanted seven? I like it. Okay. Well, Red, for those of uh, our, our viewers who are, who are just listening, Red, you watched me write something down on this, on this pad of paper right here. You watched me, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I haven't taken the pad of paper out of the frame. It's been in the Zoom frame the whole time, correct? Yes. You name one number up to 1,000, and that was? Seven. Red, what did I write down on this piece of paper? Seven. The exact number up to a thousand predicted in advance. How? <laughs> I was waiting for some. I was like, oh my God, she hates it. I had two seconds. She's like, this is the stupidest thing. No, okay, I'm glad no, you enjoyed no. it. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, I did. I did. I, am I allowed to ask you how? Um, you are. I can't promise I'll give you the answer you're looking for. Uh, I know magicians don't reveal their secrets. That okay. is correct. Do you have another another short trick you could do for Natasha and then one for Lorna? Absolutely. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I've got, I've got uh, a trick that I actually would like to uh, – I'll use uh, Natasha and Lorna here to kind of um, speak on behalf of everybody. But this is something that's really cool because when you talk about creativity, you need to talk about how your brain works. And uh, that's pretty relevant to magic. So I've got a quick little memory test for you. And for those of us who are watching on Facebook, you can play along at home. But I'm going to show you four different cards right now. They're, they're super nice and big. So uh, you know, don't worry. You'll be able to see them. But I'll show you four cards. And all you need to do is remember the order of the suits. Okay, so there will be four suits. You need to remember them in the order in which you see them. At the end, I will ask you for that order, at which point you will repeat them 
back to me. Okay. Not super difficult. I'll tell you which ones are. If you don't know all the differences, there's clubs, hearts, spades, and diamonds. Those are the options. Uh, and again, not super difficult, not supposed to be super difficult, just a fun little game here. So the first one is spades. The first one is spades. After spades is clubs. And after clubs is hearts. And last but not least, we have diamonds. Okay. So Natasha, I will ask you, do you think you could, uh, do you think you could just repeat back the order of the suits in, in the order that you saw them? Yeah, I got to do it fast. Spade, club, heart, diamond. And Lorna, do you agree? You think she's right? Yes. Okay. Um, so that's I agree right. too. I agree okay, too. good. So you are right, Natasha. You got it right. And that's, again, not super difficult, not supposed to be super difficult, but your brain works in a certain way, which is it works like a spotlight. So when I ask you to focus on the order of the suits, that's, you, you do a good job in focusing on that, but that's the only thing you focus on. So if I were to now ask you, were those cards jacks or were they kings? I'll bet you probably don't know the answer because I told you to focus on the suit. So while you don't know if those cards were jacks or if they were kings, I'll bet you really don't know how I did this. And for those of us who are just listening, uh, those cards were, were face cards the first time around. They are now all number cards. And that's a little creative magic trick right there for you. Thank you very, very, yes, let's give him, let's give him props there. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jake. I appreciate that. Thank you for bringing magic. We'll have time for one or two more toward the end of the show. Ooh, you saving, okay. saving something up or? Um, I can. All right. He's making this, did she really ask me? By the way, <laughs> the order in which you, you uh, laid out those cards, which was, um, yes, spades and then clubs and then hearts are the first three letters of your last name. And that's how I memorized it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, well, they're different every time, obviously, but uh, that's interesting. That's good. Yes. I, I might use that. I didn't I never there noticed you go. that. Before. I didn't know where the, de- oh, what's your middle name? My middle name? Yeah. It's Edward, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> I thought, well, it has a D in it. Okay. I thought I saw it before. Okay. That's fine. Let's go to our quotes. My three panelists have very graciously sent me some notes about creativity and a quote. Let's just do this really, really fast. I'll read the quote a little bit about the source, the attribution, I call it, and tell me what it has to do with creativity. Jake is quoting Pam Beasley, played by Jenna Fisher, the TV show, The Office, American mockumentary sitcom TV, NBC, from March 24th, 2005 to May 16th, 2013, nine seasons. And it depicts the everyday work lives of office employees in Scranton, PA, where my mom was born, branch of the fictional Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. Here's the quote from Pam Beasley. There's a lot of beauty in ordinary things. Isn't that kind of the point? Jake, what does this have yeah. to do with creativity? Go ahead. The Office is my favorite show of all time, and this is the last line of the series. You know, season nine, final episode, this is the last line that Pam says. And it's a really nice sentiment, you know, when you watch it, you think, okay, great, you know, nice way to kind of wrap everything up. But the more that you think about it, this is such a beautiful, impactful um, thing that, that, that she says. And for me as a magician, you know, I would never claim to have supernatural powers. I'm a regular guy, but I, you know, just like you, but I, I think the fact that I am a regular guy is empowering because it shows that a regular guy using regular objects can still create magnificent, meaningful, amazing, miraculous moments. And so just like how Pam says, there's so much beauty in ordinary things, isn't that kind of the point? That's how I feel about magic. There's so much beauty and, and miracles in the things that we see around us every day. And uh, if you ask, isn't that kind of the point? I say, yes, that's exactly the point. 
Very well done. Thank you very much. You magically answered the question. I appreciate that. Let's go to Natasha Miller. She is quoting the sixth verse of a song sung by Irene Cara, a ballad in the 1980, boy, is this go back in time, Natasha, musical film, Fame. It was written by the sibling songwriting duo of Leslie Gore, who was the lyricist, and Michael Gore, the composer. And why that touched me is because I went to the same college as Leslie Gore, and I actually, it was a an elite girls-only school back in the, I won't tell you what era, but it was in the previous millennium. And I saw her in the bookstore one day, and I was absolutely, what? It's, it's my party girl. Oh, my God, it's Leslie Gore. I didn't say anything to her, but I thought, ooh. Yeah, it was very exciting. Yes. <clears throat> Barbara Walters and Yoko Ono also went there. You can figure out what college it was. So this is the sixth verse of the song, Out Here on My Own. And the line is, Sometimes I wonder where I've been, who I am, do I fit in? I may not win, but I can't be thrown out here on my own. How lovely. Natasha, talk to me. Wow. I think so many of us that are creative and that our artists are also in our heads. And we may not be the most popular in the most popular cliques and groups growing up, but wow, look at us now, right? So, uh, you know, that that whole era of time when that show was on and, and the movie that just, that really helped I could get to where I was going and where I was going was full throttle creativity. Thank you very much. You just froze for a second here. I hope it's not me. Is everybody seeing me? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. I got to yep. get my light back on here. One second. Come on, light. There you go. It's a finicky light bulb. Thank you very much, <laughs> Natasha. We were able to hear you and we were able to see you very much. Uh, I did a music video with a group, a uh, rock and roll group on Long Island named The Chaperones. And I was singing the lyrics to um, It's My Party, I think. Yes. And I was so bad that they brought in two girls girl singers to record the track over my voice. It wasn't that bad. It just was, and we went to somebody's, one of the, the drummer in the group had a house on the beach on Long Island, and we had a scene where I was throwing the ring into the water, this this fake five-cent ring we got at the dime store or whatever. And, th- and then we did a scene at the TV studio where my television show was, and we decorated it like a gymnasium with a high school dance. And uh, it was just... It was magical. It was really, really fun. That was, a, I don't know what possessed me to do a music video, but that's why it was a Leslie Gore song. It was really, really cool. Okay, let's go to Lorna Grayling. Lorna has picked a three-word quote. I love short quotes. This is a winner catchphrase by Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator. He is a cybernetic, in case anybody's been living under, under a rock or on top of a mountain, Lorna, a cybernetic android cyborg assassin described as, described as a human being, 1984 American sci-fi film. And the line I'm about to read, three little words, and you all know what they are, was named number 37 on the American Film Institute's list of 100 years, 100 movie quotes back in 2005. Schwarzenegger has used it in many of his later films. And the line is, I'll be back. Lorna, tell me, how'd you find us one for creativity? Go ahead. Well, I love that line, I'll be back, because it's just like when I do something that I fail at or it didn't go quite as I planned or, you know, I like to recreate myself. I said that in the beginning and doing that, like Natasha said, you know, we live in our heads a lot of the times 
um, especially creative people, especially artists. Uh, and it's a very difficult industry out there, especially now. And uh, for me, I just that keeps me going. I'll be back. Um, yeah, I'm going to try again. Here I go. <laughs> Have fun. So, yeah. That's I, li- I like that. And when people try to stop people who are being creative, oh, come on, mm-hmm. that's corny. Oh, it's a, nobody will ever buy it. Nobody wants it. Do you get paid to do that? I'll be back. Don't let it get you down. Natasha, did you mention something about you're an introvert? Did you actually say that? You want to give me a line or two on what you meant by that? Because I'm I having trouble with am. that. Yeah, no, I absolutely am. An introversion um, is nothing to do with shyness or the ability to put yourself out there. So, uh, disclaimer, I've sung the national anthem for 40,000 people at major, uh, sporting events, but I need to spend a lot of time alone. And the way I recharge is to be alone. So if I came to a party at your house, red, I could be there. I would be there. I'd probably be the first there. I'd be the first to leave. I wouldn't stay more than two hours. And then I would have to go home and recover from that because while I was there, I would be giving you all I had as a person. I would be focused on you and your guests and really being my best self. And then I flatline. Really? I've never heard it put quite that way before. Thank you for, I'm going to say something very corny. Thank you for sharing, Natasha. I appreciate that. Let's go to, we have some famous birthdays here. Just a few. I couldn't find an awful lot for today, but there's some interesting ones. John Amos, the American actor. If you know who it is, just wave. We'll wave a hello birthday wave. John Amos probably predates all of you. Uh, John Amos was born in 1939. Mick Jones, English guitarist, songwriter, and producer, with Foreigner. Okay, you've heard of him. Okay, happy birthday, Mick Jones. Gerard Depardieu, the French-Russian actor, born in 1948. And what's interesting is his daughter is an accomplished actress as well. And she has her own detective series on, I don't remember, I have so many services now. Is it Brit or Acorn or Prime I or something? Those. Is it Depardieu? Also? Her last name is Depardieu. Yes, I can't I'm remember her first that. name, but look it up. And she is a Adorable. She is quirky. She is a, a extraordinary detective. They're doing a lot of female-led detectives in other languages. I think this one is French. I like the French language with the subtitles. I don't want the American language overdub. I find those annoying because the lips don't match what they're saying. But I like to hear the French and to read the read the words on the screen. But you can't be looking down doing uh, words with friends while these shows are on, you're going to miss a couple lines there. So yes, no, she is adorable. I can't remember her first name, forgive me, but she is just really something else. And it's hard to believe she's, uh, she's a day part you, but she's, she's all there. And an actress you may not have heard of, uh, her name is Tova Felchu, actress, singer, and playwright. And what's interesting is she, her name was Terry back in the day. And Tova was one of my classmates at the same college where Leslie Gore attended. And I knew her at that She lived in New Jersey, and she apparently had a horse on her parents' estate in New Jersey. But what's interesting is she went on to play Gold in My Ear. Jake, this will resonate with you. And I think it was Golda's Balcony off-Broadway, I believe. And she has had starring roles or guest roles on many, many TV shows. Now she's playing people's moms 
of a certain age, but she's a beautiful actress. Her name is Tova Felchu, F-E-L-D-S-H-U-H. Terry, happy birthday. And Savannah Guthrie, who's a well-known American TV journalist, newscaster. Savannah Guthrie's birthday is today. Let's do a couple of funky holidays here. If you are going to celebrate or want to tell me how you're celebrating, just raise your hand and wiggle or say, call me, call me, call me. Today is Monday, December 27th. It's Make Cutout Snowflakes Day. Uh, We don't have any snow here in Durham, and... It was uh, 72 degrees yesterday, so no snow is coming anytime soon. Do you make snowflake cutouts? Jake Jake had just started. I'm I'm throwing tissues in the air to celebrate. That's very, very kind of you. It's also National Fruitcake Day because you probably got some of that for Christmas. I don't know. It's really good, though. Save some for me. It's Visit the Zoo Day today. Did anybody go to the zoo? I'm so choked up. This is so exciting. I got a drink here. Mmm. No zoo takers? Okay. Zoo is also a really good Z word on words with friends. Uh, and so is Zen and Zed. Those are really, and Z-O-L, I think is a word also. Tomorrow is National Download Day, Short Film Day. Anybody make any films? Natasha, have you produced any films? Lorna? Not today, no. <laughs> I will be downloading the Read My Lips Cool Conversations with Creative Podcast. <laughs> Just me personally. Can't tell anybody else what to do, but... You are so sweet. It's also National Chocolate Candy Day tomorrow. Come on, everybody's yeah. Okay. That I will I, be celebrating. I I think we I started today. It's National <laughs> Call a Friend Day. Call a friend. That's pick up the phone. Remember what that is? No, it didn't used to be a little box in a pretty case. It was pick up a phone. You know, hello. Okay, you talk into it. And it's card playing day. Anybody play cards for for hobby or friends? Lorna, what do you play? What? Uh, we play Rummy Cup. Or um, oh. I like solitaire, but that's not on the computer. But I do like to play with real cards as well. I play free cell solitaire on the computer, and it's very, very interesting. If you don't know what it is, look it up or contact me. Jake, you a card player? Believe it or not, I'm not. A lot of people assume <laughs> that I'm like an expert poker player because I'm, I know how yeah. to handle cards, yeah. and yeah. I, I can do the tricks, and I, I get it. I think it's fun, but I have no idea how to play poker. I'm totally lost. Okay, interesting. Wednesday is National Pepper Pot Day. I'm not sure what that is, but it's also still need to do or tick-tock, tick-tock day. Natasha, I bet you have a lot of still need to do for Wednesday, yes? Uh, for the rest of my life. Yep, I I know. We all do. Jake, you have anything you still need to do before the clock turns 2022? Um, yes. I mean, there's some shows. I'm contractually obligated to do those. Um, but you know, just trying to get everything. I gotta like sync my phone. I gotta update, you know, make sure everything's on a clean slate so that nothing starts bugging out in 2022. But that's pretty much that, that's the major thing. And Laura, thank you. And Lorna, what about you? Things you still need to do before? Yes, absolutely. Well, I still need to turn my book um, that I just, I'm the author of a new book called Kidnapped and I need to turn that into, yeah. I was about to ask you because it's on the screen behind you. Just briefly tell us, I didn't want you to, we weren't going to do a book review about it because it's not on the theme, but tell us briefly, what is your book about, Lorna, please? I know it's important to you. Yeah, um, it's my husband was kidnapped in 2010, actually in the year 2010 by 55 rebel forces. And it's a it's a crazy story, a real life story of how he was kidnapped and tortured and held for ransom. And just, it's like a movie. It's literally like reading through the pages of the movie. So yeah, I'm still, I still need to turn it into a new bestseller or well, a bestseller, New York bestseller. And I am hopefully on my way there. So 
my still well, need to do day. <laughs> hope yes, still need to do probably a lot. But we we wish you success with that next year. Thank Let's you. go to Thursday the thirtieth. It's National Resolution Planning Day. Okay, anybody gonna do resolutions? Natasha, you do, I don't either. Lorna, no you way. do resolutions? Mm-hmm. I do. I can't even believe it. I know. I do them every year. I do, I do them every month. <laughs> <laughs> I do them every month and look at me. I did nothing. Now, Jake, what about you? Resolutions? Yeah, no, not so much. I mean, I think it's a nice time to do it if you're going to do it, but I would say it's more of a nice time to start doing it. You know, like you said, you kind of want to always be setting goals for yourself, not just in the new year. And so as, if you follow through on it and you kind of, instead of setting gigantic goals once a year, maybe set smaller goals every month or every every couple of weeks so that you can actually follow through and, and take steps forward. Remember the old phrase, how do you eat an elephant? One little bite at a time, right? Exactly One little right. piece at a time. It's also National Bacon Day. I'm going to make a resolution not to eat quite so much bacon next year. There you go. On the same day. Friday is New Year's Eve. It's Make Up Your Mind Day. It's National Champagne Day. And it's No Interruptions Day, whatever that means. Big plans for New Year's Eve, Natasha? I actually am bringing uh, a friend of mine that is d- survived an aneurysm, craniotomy, been on intubation for three weeks. I'm bringing her, she's home now, chicken korma to celebrate her life. Would you That's like to like to do a shout out to her? A good wish shout out? Cynthia Shorley, your killer. Amazing, amazing recovery. You. Cynthia, we're happy that you are Natasha's friend and we're happy for your recovery and we wish you a good year. What are your plans for New Year's Eve, Lorna? It's the one thing I still need to do <laughs> on Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know yet, <laughs> but I'm going to find something. I will. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Nothing yet. Jake Schwartz, big plans. You're doing a show? Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm in talks about a few different shows on New Year's Eve. So kind of figuring out where I'm going to go, what, where, it, where, or if I'm going to be performing. But if not, um, I will probably just be hanging out with friends, and uh, you know, maybe we'll we'll go out to a bar or something. I don't know, but uh, you know, nothing. Either way, I'm happy. I'm either going to spend it with good friends or I'm going to spend it with an amazing audience. So either way, best day. There ever. you go. You look like a happy person, so you're good. Saturday, January first, twenty twenty two. Takes your breath away. A new year. Oh, my goodness. The earth revolving around again. New Year's Day. National Bloody Mary Day. Okay. It's National Hangover Day, in case you had too much of something. It's Polar (laughs) Polar Bear Plunge Day. Anybody do the polar bear thing on January 1st? Nope. I have to to say this. I'm going to be on a kayak in the Oakland Estuary watching the polar bear plunge from the Ensignal Yacht Club. Well, good for you. Well, you can wave hello to the polar bears and tell them we're happy it's them and not us. Thank you very much. It's also National Hot Tea Month, National Soup Month, and National Train Your Dog Month starting on January 1st. So you can think about all of those. Sunday, the tw- the 2nd of January is National Swiss Cheese Day. Where they got that, I have no idea. It's National Buffet Day. Does anybody still go to eat at buffets? Anybody? Yeah, Mensa, Mensa, meh, meh, okay. Uh, It's also, you're going to like this one, Jake, National Someday We'll Laugh About This Week Day. Yeah, that's like every day of my life. I go to bed and I'm like, someday maybe I'll laugh about this. I keep saying it. It hasn't happened yet, so we'll see. 
And Monday, the third, when I'll be on the radio, I always do the third because the next Monday because I won't be on the radio till the evening and the day has already passed. So it's J.R.R. Tolkien Day, Lord of the Rings author's birthday is January 3rd. And it's National Chocolate-Covered Cherry Day. It's Women Rock Day. How about that, Lorna? How about that, Natasha? It's Fruitcake Toss Day. Listen to this. In Manitou Springs, Colorado, people hurl hundreds of leftover fruitcakes into the air. Jake, that's a magic trip for you. By hand, by cannon, and by slingshot. That is a magic trick that I would like to see from the backstage far, far away view. <laughs> there you go. And I want to know who catches I, when it lands. I want to know who catches it. Yeah, probably yeah, a lot of not a me. lot of animals and birds. And it's also, ah, paper, paper drinking straw day on January 3rd because Marvin Chester, whoever he was, was awarded a patent for his innovation. How about that? So anybody still use paper straws? No, but now I know. I feel like I know so many things now. Like I know about every day now. Until you, next, you, this is amazing. You do. And look at this. This is an aluminum, as the Brits would say, an alu- aluminum straw that I use in my red mug for radio. But I, I don't like plastic straws anymore. I go with the aluminum, or I still can find paper straws. Let's see. We have about eight minutes left. Let's do a couple of more creativity statements from each of you. Um, let's see, Jake, you have a trick for writer's block. You say boost your creativity by doing anything else. Jake, give me a one minute expansion of this. We're going to go do a whole bunch of these. Jake, one yeah. minute. How do you get rid of writer's block? Go ahead. Well, so for me, this came from the, the, when I went to, when I, oh, excuse me, when I went to away to college, this is how I kind of discovered this hack. I asked some magician mentors, what should I do when I'm a college student, but I still want to do magic. And I knew I wanted to do it. Eventually they said, try other stuff. They said, try anything else except for magic, just to kind of sharpen. They meant it because they wanted me to sharpen my performance tool belt. But if you're struggling from writer's block, go out and just observe the world and experience something and you'll come away with it with stories and a new perspective, and that can help a lot when it comes to writer's block. Thank you. I appreciate that. I have to remember that when I go back to the novel that I stopped writing three months ago when I was writing it almost every day, and it seemed like a lot of fun. It's going to be, I think, a novella because I'm not going to make it into two or 300 pages. If I'm lucky, if it would be 80 pages, that's enough, actually. Okay, Natasha Miller, I'm looking at your statement number two. You sent me You say, being creative gives an outlet where I feel safe. Interesting. Natasha, can you share a little bit about this, please? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, when things are not going great, um, at any point in my life, I would sit down at the piano and just pour over, you know, writing songs or playing songs that I already knew. Same with the violin, same with singing, same with calligraphy, same with painting, like whatever it is. It really is a safe space. And as the introvert I am, uh, you can do all those things alone. <laughs> so it serves me pretty well. Thank you very much. Lorna Grayling, I'm looking at your statement number one. I'll read it. You say, creativity to me is how I reinvent myself daily. This is interesting. Lorna, talk to us. Absolutely. Oh, recreating myself. I literally do it daily. Um, you know, every single, I've got three teenage daughters. 
uh, girls and uh, anybody who has teenagers know that you, you, you should get an award if you can survive the teenage years. There should be an official day for surviving teenage day. Um, so yeah, if anybody wants to start that, <laughs> I always say to my kids, I don't know why certain insects eat their young because, you know, <laughs> get them before they become teenagers. <laughs> but anyway, so I like to recreate myself daily for my kids and make them laugh because teenagers can be very, you know, life is hard and um, poor me and, you know, everybody else has this and I don't and uh, all kinds of things. My, my kids are actually awesome. I just joke with them a lot but I like to recreate myself in terms of making them laugh every day even if it's just to create something on a plate I'm a terrible cook um, so they're always quite scared when I enter the kitchen <laughs> to create some dinner <laughs> thank you very much Lorna I think we have time for one more Jake I'm going to squeeze in number three you sent me you say magic and let's Let's expand this from magic to creativity, Jake. He says, magic, I'm parenthetical, creativity, does not take place in the hands of the magician. It takes place in the minds of the spectators. So let's yeah. quickly flip this on its head and make this a creativity statement. Well, creativity in general is, in my opinion, my definition for creativity is the ability to see things not for what they are, but for what they can become. And in order to do that, you need to consider every or almost every single perspective and angle, especially for me as a magician, I need to consider how everybody's going to be watching and furthermore receiving my magic trick, my creative things that I put out into the world. And so magic, real magic, and that, come, that can come through anything creative, exists within the mind of the person you show it to, not within that little thing that you create. Because you can create the most beautiful thing in the whole world, but if you keep it locked up in your closet and no one ever finds out about it, then did you even really create it? I guess that's kind of a tree falls in the forest question. But in my opinion, I think people need to be able to see the amazing creative things that uh, that, that you do because they can resonate and help with people uh, and, and help people in ways that you might not even imagine. Thank you. We're just about out of time. Hate to say that because it's been so bad. And don't go away, guests, because I got to take some pictures before we're, when we're done. However, I want some websites where people can find you. So let's go around the table. Jake, you were first. When we opened, you're the first one to go. Where can people find the amazing Jake Schwartz? Tell us. People can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The Magic of Jake Schwartz or on my website, www.jakeofspades.com. J-A-K-E-O-F-S-P-A-D-E-S.com. And his last name is spelled Schwartz, S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z. There you go, Jake Schwartz. Thank you. Natasha Miller, where can people find you? Uh, my website is officialnatashamiller.com. O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L-N-A-T-A-S-H-A-M-I-L-L-E-R.com. Thank you very much. Lorna, where can people find you? My website is Lorna, like my name, L-O-R-N-A, and Grayling, my, my surname, www.lornagrayling.com. Uh, uh, I'll spell that L-O-R-N-A-G-R-E-Y-L-I-N-G.com. There you go. And I'm Radio Red, and this has been a blast, and I want to do a shout-out to everybody who's been a loyal listener or an occasional listener this year. Thank you very much. Our audience is growing. You're all over the world. I love doing the show because I love talking to really fun, interesting, smart, creative people. 
Jake Schwartz, it's been lovely. Thank you. Wish we had more time for, for more magic tricks. You'll come back in, in next year when you'll do some more with me. Lorna Grayling, amazing. Natasha Miller, amazing. I appreciate all of you. And I have some closing. Oh, thank you to Gabe. Gabe is a new engineer. Everybody say thank you, Gabe. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you, Gabe. And Aaron, Aaron, uh, Aaron Keller's been working with me for four years now. And um, he started at it. He was 26 and now he's 63 because we really put him through his paces. So here are my closing words. I got to go fast here. Life is short. Break the rules. Right, Jake? Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly because trust me, it's the only way I can tell you that. Love truly laugh (laughs) uncontrollably and never regret anything that made you smile. And final words, work like you don't need the money. Because people need the money, but don't let it look like it does. Look like you're having fun, right? Dance like no one's watching. When I was teaching disco in high heels on top of a Formica tabletop in a high school cafeteria in Oregon uh, to 250 people wanting to learn line dances, believe me, everybody watched. Um, Sing like nobody's listening. I won't sing. we got to get you back to sing, Natasha. And love like you've never been hurt because, damn, we all have. Let your heart open up and find new love. It's there. Money talks, chocolate sings, and last but not least, I stole this line from somebody, but it works. Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red wishing everybody Happy New Year. LLL, we're thinking of you. Everybody wave goodbye. Goodbye. Voice America Empowerment. Goodbye, Facebook. We'll see you on the other side, January 3rd, next show. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week. <laughs>